Welcome back. My name's Loam, and I'm about to tell you another story from Bear Island. Now, I'm the only one who knows these, so you sure are lucky you get to hear them. Now, up on Bear Island, there's a kind of bear that can talk and sing and dance just like humans do. But I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I think there's something that comes first. Oh, yeah. It's a song. I can't forget that now, can I? So here goes. Pay attention. Come and see Bear Island with me. Come and see Bear Island with me. Way up north where the fog is thick and there's black sand beaches too. Come and sit on a crag of the cliff and I will be right there with you. Well, like I was saying before, way up north, there's this island of black sand beaches and steep crag of the cliffs. And on this island, there's the bears that can talk and sing and dance just like humans do. Now, the king of this island is none other than King Kukuru, a wise and kind old bear who always has everybody else's best interest at heart. Now, just like it is around here these days, the days were getting shorter, the leaves were dropping down, and the nights were getting colder. That meant it was time for an annual gathering, an annual feast, to celebrate all the first peoples who live on this whole stretch of, stretch of land. There was going to be lots of good food to eat and lots of good friends to share it with. The only problem was is that King Kukuru and the rest of the bears had so many friends they weren't sure who that they should invite. Well, Tank and Honey, they wanted to invite all their friends from their new human school. Tank and Honey are two little bear cubs. They said, King Kukuru, King Kukuru, can we invite our friends? Yeah, said Tank, I want to invite all my wallball crew. Okay, said King Kukuru, making a tally on a little strip of cedar bark. I guess so. So he made scratches for all the friends that Tank and, and Honey wanted to invite from their school. Next up, there came a, a knock on the side of King Kukuru's cave. It was none other than Dish. Uh, King Kukuru, I was wondering if I could invite Pringle the seagull. You see, Pringle and all those other male seagulls, they always bringing in all of my mail from all over the world, all my different facts and figures and textbooks and experiments and, and collaborations with other thinkers and scientists all the world around. Can I invite all the seagulls, please? Well, I, I guess so, said King Kukuru. He didn't want to say no to Pringle and all the other seagulls who did such fine work. He was friends with all of them, after all. So, he took his claw and he made marks on the cedar bark of all the seagulls that he could soon expect to flock around the island. Next up, just before he could even put down that piece of cedar bark, old Loy was at the, the edge of the cave. Now, now Loy was the strongest bear on the island. She could pick up a, a huge boulder and fling it way out into the ocean for a big curse splash. And Loy was standing there and said, Hey, King Kukuru, I want to uh, invite all of my um, strongest animal in the world friends. Uh, 
There's a, a musk oxen and a rhino and a wild boar and a polar bear. And, uh, and she kept going on and on. And King Kukuru finally held up a big old paw and said, All right, stop right there. How many of these strongest animal in the world are going to be coming here? Well, I was hoping to invite maybe like 15 to 20. Oh, okay, said King Kukuru, and he made more scratch marks on his piece of cedar bark. This was quickly getting extremely out of hand for this feast that they were going to be having, and he wasn't sure if he was going to have enough grub, you know? The most important part of any kind of party is all the food, after all, and King Kukuru did not want to throw a bad party. All through the day, this kept happening. More and more of the bears of Bear Island showed up with bigger and bigger guest lists for King Kukuru to include in the big old feast that was happening in two short weeks. By and by, King Kukuru had to go back out there and get pulled off another strip of western red cedar bark and make a new tally to go with the old. This was quickly getting out of hand, or in King Kukuru's case, out of paw. Well, he couldn't figure out how to say no, so he moved on to the next task, which was to get food. King Kukuru put in calls all around to all his buddies, this way and that on the top of mountains, down in the deepest caves, into the kingdom of the ocean, and over onto the people place too. Soon enough, things started arriving at the island, crates of flour, and oysters, and, and berries, and fresh chicken and all these different things still i king kukuru wasn't sure if it was going to be enough and the day before the feast he went down there to barker's cove and he talked to terence his old buddy a sea lion who lived down there man hey, terence i don't know what i'm gonna do he said i got all these people coming i'm not sure if i even have enough food for them all well i'm the ball said terence uh i'm sorry i I didn't catch that, Terrence. You were still under the water. And Terrence came up. Oh, sorry. I forgot that you can't hear when people are underwater. You know, us sea lions, we, we talk underwater all the time, so it's no big deal. What I was saying is, I'm sure it's going to be fine. All these people coming to your party, they aren't expecting you to treat them like kings and queens. They're there to see you. They're there to have a fun time. They're there to tell stories. I don't know, said King Kukuru. After all, food is what makes a good party. Well, Terrence said, if it's any any help to you, I'll bring a lot of sea urchins along. They're delicious. We can eat their roe. Well, all right, they sound kind of spiky to me. No, they're really good, said Terrence. Okay, said King Kukuru. The night before the party, King Kukuru could hardly sleep. He was tossing and turning, rolling and rumbling. He had all kinds of bad dreams where all the animals, all his friends, all his friends, friends, and friends, friends, friends were coming to the party, and it went horrible. There wasn't enough food, there weren't enough places to sit. Everybody left grumpy and tired and made a vow to themselves, hey, we're not doing that again. In fact, he had such a bad time sleeping that he slept in. In fact, he slept in so long and so hard that he missed the arrival of all those friends 
and family and friends of family and family of friends who were arriving from all points in the whole wide world. He slept in through them all, getting to know each other, laughing and hugging and showing off all the food each of them brought. He slept in through everybody kind of finding their own seat in the big old meadow. And he slept in through everybody sort of laying out all their food. In fact, finally it was Dish who looked around and wondered, Hey, where's King Kukuru? And all the other bears said, Yeah, hey, where is he? They looked around, they didn't see him. So they sent Honey up there, run up to King Kukuru's cave, wake him up. So Honey did. She went scampering up, up the path, pebbles flying. You'd never seen a bear move so fast. Those, those little claws on her paws were making sparks in the air. And she came up barreling into King Kukuru's cave, and she woke him up. King Kukuru, King Kukuru. What is it? He said, expecting the worst, expecting that maybe too many people were in the meadow and they were tramping all the grass and there was not enough food and they got into a fight because they were so hungry and angry. You gotta come down, she said. The feast is about to start. The feast, said King Kukuru, and he, sleepy-eyed and grumbly stiff, went back down there to the meadow and followed Honey in. And what did he see but a whole group of all the best animals and people in the world getting ready to feast on all the different varieties of things that they had all brought. And he sat down at the head of the table. And he realized, you know, food is nice. Company is even better. All these other things, it's just an excuse to be with those people you love the most. What are you going to do this holiday season, I wonder? You might open some presents. You might eat some turkey. You might eat some mashed potatoes or some pumpkin pie. But I bet the thing that's going to stick with you the most is who you're spending that time with. It's always good to see all those people in one place. But it's okay if it makes you feel a little nervous, too. Sometimes when I'm in the thick of it and there's all kind of noise and all kind of people all around trading stories, asking questions, I'll go off and find a little corner to myself. I'll maybe take a little book and read a little bit of it just by myself. But then it won't be for too long because I want to get back out there and be with my favorite people. Eh, anyway, that's just me. You know, all kinds of people have all kinds of parties around the holidays. Some of them have big old parties with lots of people. Some of them have little old parties with just maybe one or two. And they are so good either which way you go. As long as you can look across the table at somebody and tell them, hey man, I love you. I'm thankful you're here. Well, I'm thankful you're here listening to this. It's been a lot of fun telling you these stories. I hope to keep doing it. If you like the pod, make sure to rate, review. Or you can record a little voice memo and send it on to bearon at gmail.com. Oh, wait, bearonpod at gmail.com. I'll feature you on a coming episode. Until then, come back next week and we'll do it again. Love's just a story and it has no and I'll never tire Telling it's you There's not a day that won't